What is up, everyone? Welcome back to 20-something with Aiden Steinbach. I've got a couple things to talk about today. Um, so first, thank you all for watching the first episode. I really appreciate it. Um, I got a lot of really cool feedback, and I'm really grateful to everyone who watched, and especially for everyone who sent me a message about it. So first, I feel like I have to clarify something. I'm wearing a bathrobe, and there's a point to it. I got a, a bunch of like my friends are like, dude, why the fuck are you filming a podcast in a bathrobe? Like, is this like an Adam 22 situation? And it's not. It is not. It's more so that. um, So I, I write down ideas I have throughout the week that I think would be cool to talk about on the podcast. And then in the shower, like I, t I took a shower right before this. I'm like, OK, what order do I want to talk about these in? And then I literally hop out of the shower, put the camera on, and film a podcast. So there is a point. It's kind of like shower thoughts-esque. I don't know. But th there's a fucking point to it, all right? Just, like, let it happen. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Um, I, I think college is a huge fucking scam. And the reason I think so is because I had to fill out a W-4, and I've filled them out plenty of times, and I still don't understand what I'm fucking doing in any way. I just, I don't understand why college doesn't take like the last couple months of school to like teach you to do adult things, right? How do you pick out health insurance or car insurance or renter's insurance or life insurance? Like, you know how many kinds of fucking insurance there is? It's fucking crazy. I have pet insurance. Um, or, or you know, like it, just like general things. Like, how do you take out a mortgage? How do you take out a loan? Um, like, how do you go about figuring out your credit score, applying for a credit card, things like that? And yes, I know that all this information is like easily accessible on the internet. There are books about it. I get that. But if you're paying an almost a quarter mil, shouldn't that kind of be like baked into the cost of like goods? Like, you know, like shouldn't they take time to do that? And it's super refreshing that they don't. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think college prepares you for adulthood because adulthood is, it's not taught in a finance class or a marketing class or I don't know. What do you like non-business students do? Math? Um, it, it's, it's just not taught there. And, and it should be. Like it should, there should be time dedicated that you don't have to go out of your way to learn, especially in a situation like college. Um, I mean, along those lines, I, I have like really been struggling to sleep. I, I have, I, I woke up like eight times last night, dude. And it, and it's been happening ever since I moved to Charlotte. I've really, really struggled to sleep. And I did a lot of thinking. I was on the phone with my therapist. I was like, dude, I'm the happiest I've been in forever. I'm off my antidepressants. Like I'm eating well, I'm exercising. I'm not drinking much. Like, shouldn't it be easier? But it's not. And I, I did a lot of reflection and I kind of came to the conclusion is I don't feel like I'm at home. I guess for some context, I haven't lived at home since I was for, for about seven years. I haven't lived at home for the past seven years. Uh, in 2017, I got, there's no way that's seven years, three, six years, six years, almost seven years. Um, in 2017, I got sent to military school and it was a boarding school. And after that, my dad got divorced and we moved to a rental house. And after that, we moved to a new house, but I was already in college at that point. And then he moved to Arkansas. So I haven't actually felt like I've had a home in about seven years. To me, home has just always been like where the people are. Right? Good people, good food. That's what home's all about. And I realize the reason I don't feel at home is because, well, I don't have the people yet. Like, I'll, I'll get there, right? Like, I'll, 
I'll meet new people. I'll make new friends. Like I feel like every day I'm meeting someone new and I'm building a relationship, which is awesome. Like it means that I'm going to get there. Like I'm on the path there, but for the current moment, I feel very lonely, which really sucks. But you know, I don't know. Like I think a part of being an adult is recognizing is that sometimes things sucks and you have to keep going. You have to keep pressing. Um, whether I wake up mad or sad or happy, like I still have a life to live. And that's kind of like the harsh reality of the world. It's like, yes, yeah, sometimes you're going to wake up sad. And sometimes the way that you do that is you push through. That doesn't mean like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not some stoic who's like, ignore your emotions. That's not who I am at all. Still treat yourself, right? Take care of yourself, do things that help you. But man, let me take a minute to talk about like, I, so I had, I had a bunch of friends die my junior year of college and I became super depressed, super, super depressed. Um, it, it impacted my relationships with friends, with significant others. Like it just, it had a really, really negative impact. And I was on antidepressants for a while. I needed them. Like I, I would have fucking killed myself otherwise. I, I was so miserable. I was hurting myself. I was just, I, I was just really struggling. And I, I needed to be on the antidepressants and you know, a couple of years later, I, I've cut back my drinking like 95%. I exercise every day. I eat super healthy. And, and to be honest, there's been such a huge correlation to my mental health. I'm the happiest I've ever been. So I can't speak enough. You know, there, there are so many people who complain about the situations they're in. And, I, and, and I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry you're in the situation you're in. If no one's told you that, I'm sorry. And it sucks. But you have to take some level of responsibility to, to keep moving, to keep pushing yourselves out of them. Because the reality is problems compound. Problems get worse, right? It's like, it's like if you don't pay your credit card bill. Like, yeah, you have the initial problem, but now you have interest on top of it. And the interest will keep getting larger and larger and larger. You have to handle problems as they arise. Otherwise, they will compound. They will get worse. A little bit of a you know different direction. I was in the car ride home today and I was thinking, I'm a hater, hater to my core, really am. I was thinking how much I hate people who think they have style. It bothers me so fucking much. Um, I'm really into fashion and I'm really, I, I've been getting more into like design. Uh, I took a lot of time to pick out like this stuff. Like I really like it. But um, I hate people who wear like super baggy pants and then dress boots. What the fuck are you doing, right? I hate that we've kind of gotten to a point where like different equates to style. No, like sometimes it does for sure. Like um, a friend of mine has a very different sense of style than me, but I still love his outfits. Like I would never wear them, but he wears them really, really well. And so it's like you, someone like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh, you have to dress this way, but yada, yada, yada. You know, no, you can dress however the fuck you feel like, but try to make it look good. Right. I can't stand people who like dress like, fucking crazy and they're like it's a statement piece it's a terrible fucking statement i would never make that statement fucking exhausting um i will also say um so i'm short right i'm like five four five five and my dad always told me he goes you're gonna be short learn how to cook learn how to dress learn how to tell jokes you'll be just fine and honestly he's been totally right like honestly it is fucking worked well i've been with everyone from 411 to 61 from Greenwich to Florida, right? It 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 doesn't it it is it never impacted me negatively because I've I've just focused so much on my personality. And you want to know what? Like that wins 90% of the time. Stop like thinking that you can't get someone because you're short or you're fat or something. Like 
work on yourself, work on your personality, like be, be yourself, be unique. You can get anyone you want. Um, and I, I will say that I think, you know, when I walk into someone's room and it's clean, I go into someone's car and it's clean. I think better of them. I think a lot worse if it's messy, right? Like I think less of someone if their car is messy and it's such a stupid thing to think less of someone on, but I do. Um, and I'm not going to change that stance. I think that there's a lot of things in society that we're like, you shouldn't think that like, that's fucked up to think you're entitled to your beliefs. You really are. Um, I'm a huge believer that as long as your beliefs do not oppress or harm another individual and you don't try to press your beliefs onto someone else, you can believe whatever the fuck you want, right? It's your life. It's your beliefs. I actually, I had a conversation with a guy who said that homosexuality was a sin. I'm bi for reference, but he got, he, he goes, I believe homosexuality is a sin, but you should live your life however you want. And I won't think anything less of you. I just know that I feel as though if I were to do it, it would be a sin for me. And at first I thought about arguing with him or disagreeing with him, but then I kind of realized he's like, he's respecting my lifestyle, like in a way, right? He, he He's saying, you, dude, you should do whatever you want. And I still want to be friends. We're still homies. I just, it doesn't, it, it wouldn't be for me. And it's kind of like the way I see it of like pro-choice versus pro-life. I'm pro-choice. But I think someone else is entitled to be pro-life as long as they do not press that belief onto someone else, right? Like you're entitled to like have your own values, your own morals. Like that's your choice. You just can't push it onto other people. Um, I was talking about this podcast with my roommate. I was talking about like my vision for it. And I was like, I, I really want this to be a podcast that's transparent, that kind of documents the life of a 20-something year old. And he told me, he goes, but Aiden, you're not the average 20-something-year-old. And I, I've been reflecting a lot on that. I really have. Um, I think it's really important to think that you're special, to believe in yourself even when no one else does, to think that you deserve the world, to think that you deserve to be treated amazing, right? That you deserve these opportunities, right? It's important to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to accomplish anything. At the same time, it's so important to find the balance of like, okay, I'm believing myself, but I'm not a narcissist, right? I'm believing myself, but I don't think I'm the center of the universe. I'm believing myself, but I'm allowing myself to learn, to grow, right? To recognize that there are people who are much smarter than me, right? I think it's important to think you're special, but you can't think like, oh, I'm the most special because you're not. No one is. I, uh, I had a conversation with someone who I cut out of my life the other day after the podcast came out they they messaged me and they said who are you to say that you need to let someone grow when you never let me grow and we had a, we had a really long drawn out conversation about it not long but we, we had a conversation about it and it actually went it went super super well i said my piece they said their piece we i, I feel as though we both tried to hear and understand each other and the end resolution we had, it wasn't like we became best friends or anything, but we were able to both feel heard and feel understood. And I think feel seen. I think being seen is so important. And I, I, we're at a much, much better spot now, right? Like it's, I, I see this person in a much more positive light than I did previously. And I think the same is true for them. Along those lines, um, I want to say it's so important to be constantly challenging your values and perspectives. That's something that's super important to me. I think every day in almost every interaction, you should allow your values to be challenged. I know people 
who if someone challenges a belief they have, they go ballistic and they're like totally on defense mode. They're not listening. They're not reasoning. They're just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. It's terrible. It's a terrible way to approach life. Because the way I see it is, if those are your values, if those are your morals, your principles, whatever, and you truly believe in them, you should you should believe that they will withstand any test, right? Um, an example for me is, um, a, a value for me is perseverance. I've overcome a lot in my life. And I believe that you can persevere through anything. Now, that doesn't mean when someone tells me they have a problem, like, just fucking persevere, dude. Tough it up. Stop being a little bitch. You know? Like, no. Struggle's subjective. Ah, maybe that's not a good example. Maybe it's more like... um. Okay, here's a good one. I love capitalism. Capitalism is a belief I have. But it's not a belief I have blindly. For example, my my perception of capitalism, capitalism that I love, is I want to know if I work harder than the guy next to me, I make more. I succeed more. My name means more. I don't, I don't believe in communism. But that doesn't mean I don't research communism. It doesn't mean I don't have conversations around di- different economic concepts. It, it doesn't mean, you know, because I was raised Roman Catholic, I don't have conversations around religion, right? I've actually recently been uh, working on converting to Judaism. I worked at a JCC when I was younger, and the sense of community there was incredible. It was like like nothing I'd ever seen. And I've been working to, I feel like I've done so many things that have been like impactful in my life. Like maybe trying faith again is worth a shot. And I'm I'm not like guaranteeing it's going to work, right? Like maybe I try and I'm like, ah, still not for me. But I think it's worth trying a couple things to see maybe something fits. Um, I was talking with a friend. So one of the points I wanted to talk about today was that uh, small people focus on small things and big people focus on vision and are much more prone to moving on. And the way I see it, right, is like when I get in an argument with a friend or significant other or whatever, I'm focused on solving the problem so we can move forward in our, in our relationship. Or like if I have a disagreement with a coworker, I'm focused on solving that disagreement so we, we can move forward with the vision that we're working on together. Whereas smaller people, I think, are much more focused on winning these small battles. To them, it's like, I don't care if I throw away this relationship. I just want to win this argument. And I'm not going to sit here on like some hill like that wasn't me. It was 100% me. The way I used to approach life was like, it's like, in order for me to win, you have to lose. And it's such a fucked way to go about living life, man. It's a terrible, terrible fucking way to do it. You you ruin so many relationships because the implication is that like in order, in order for me to win, you have to just lose terribly. Like, no, like there are times you can both win, right? Like I can get what I want and you can get what you want. Um, I would like a great example would be like finding some place to eat out, right? Like if you and someone else are trying to go, you can find something that you both like, or you can find something that one of you likes, right? Why wouldn't you just find some place you both like? Like, wh- what What are you losing? You still like it, right? Do they have to hate it in order for you? You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's a super easy one, but there are much more complicated examples. This is a tough one, man. This goes, um, 
Okay, so I talked a little bit about last time, but I I had this situation shift for like my entire senior year of college. And it, it was really it, it was really complicated. I, I loved this girl. I, I I was in love with this girl. And I, I think I can say that I've I've truly loved like two individuals in my life. And and she was one of them. And I'm I'm gonna tell you the the night I knew that I was in love with her. And the night that I stopped being in love with her, because I think it's important. So I, I, um, my friend had killed themselves, and uh, I, I had been drinking because it hurt so much, and I, I really didn't know what else to do. And I was drinking, and her and I were in the shower together, and I, I was crying, crying in the shower. And out of nowhere, I, I swing and I punch the the tile wall in the bathroom as hard as I can. I fracture my wrist and bust two of my knuckles. There's blood everywhere. And I'm kneeling down on the shower floor and she's just holding me in this puddle of blood and water. And I felt so seen. I felt so safe. I felt so taken care of. And that's when I knew I loved her. It's it's really hard for me to open up to anyone. Like it's it's really really difficult. And, and a part of this podcast is to challenge me to like be much more transparently vulnerable and open. Um, but I like re- I really struggle to cry in front of anyone. And and she saw like every side of me. And didn't say like you're a monster. And so I felt really seen. Um, and and I fell in love with her. And there was some, there's something special about her, but the problem was she treated me really horribly. She manipulated me, lied to me, used me. She just treated me really horribly. And eventually she treated me horribly so many times that I just like, I grew to resent her, grew, grew to hate her. And it was actually, you know, a couple of weeks ago or something like that, where she was like, I'm going to fly down to see you. And I was like, don't. It had finally clicked that, well, because she had finally been like vulnerable. She had finally talked about her emotions. She was finally like, I was like, wow, like you finally made a step in the right direction only for it to like regress. So I was like, don't come. And since then, honestly, like I've continued to resent her, continued to be angry at her. Um, but I, I think I've actually started to heal now, which is really nice. Um, along the lines of relationships, I want to I wanna tell you one of the most important relationship lessons I ever learned. And it applies to friendships. It applies to professional relationships. It applies to romantic relationships. Um, So I think men are more prone to be problem solvers, whereas women want to be listened to. And I want like the record to reflect, I'm not saying that women aren't problem solvers. I'm saying when there's a problem, I think women tend to want to talk about it more and men want to do something. Again, I'm saying on average, I'm not trying to generalize an entire gender. Um. So whenever my ex would like have a problem, I'd be like, we'll just do X, Y, and Z. The problem will go away. And she'd be like, you never listen to me. And it took me a while to like understand. It's like, oh, she's like totally capable of solving this problem. She can handle this like no biggie. She just wants to feel heard and seen. And and she wants people to understand. Like she wants you to understand like a problem is frustrating her. So I've been in the practice now of saying, do you want problems or do you want solutions? Um, I guess, you know, we're closing up, only got a couple more points. So first it's, you know, I respect the person who grows rather than the person who started at the top. 
So one of the people I respect most in the world is a childhood friend of mine. He, he grew up in Yemen and he's worked for almost everything he's had. Don't get me wrong. Like I've had my, I've had a lot of struggle in my life and I've overcome a lot, but compared to him, the way I see it, it's like, it's, I'm nothing. He, he has made his way in life, right? Financially, uh, socially, like, like everything. He, he has truly made himself into the man he is. And I truly believe if I wasn't, wasn't given the chances and the opportunities I did, like, I don't know if I would have become this version of myself. So I admire and respect him to such a high degree. Like to me, he's a far better man than I am. Um, so I, I really respect the person who grows as a person that, as opposed to the person who like had it all to begin with, right? Um, I think the rest of these I'm gonna save until next time because I'm about at time. I guess I want to say like I really appreciate you guys listening to this. Like I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm I'm really excited to keep doing this. Um please leave like questions or feedback or send me messages. I'm going to start having guests on in two more episodes. So in, after the next two episodes come out, I'm going to start bringing guests on. Some will still be solo episodes, but I want to start having guest speakers on. I want there to be like more 20-year-old stories, more people talking about their experiences. But please leave any feedback, any messages. I, I know that Spotify gives you the function too. I'm still trying to figure out how to post this on Apple Music and everything like that. But please give feedback. Please share it. Like, I, I really do. I want this to be something. Like, I, I, I want to normalize, like, a, a life. Not a perfect life, not a shitty life, but just a life that has ups and downs and just normal human occurrences. So, to close off, my name is Aiden Steinbach. This is 20-something with Aiden Steinbach, and I'm just starting to figure this shit out.